0: The Sonder podcast is designed to educate our network on the latest updates within the legal industry. Here we speak to top legal professionals where they provide their invaluable insights on how to stay ahead in the current market and what a day in the life is like for them. Hi everyone, today I'll be talking to Shenxi Zhao, Director of Centre Consulting, where we'll take a deeper dive into the consulting side of legal tech. So welcome, Shenxi. I'm so, so happy that you're taking part in this podcast series that we're running here at Sonda. Great to have you on board. Tell me about yourself. Tell me about you, the person, what's going on in your world?
1: Thank you, Amy. Hi, my name is Shen Shi, and very happy to be part of the podcast today. Just a little bit of introduction about myself. Um, I took a quite unconventional path, I would probably describe myself. Um, had, a, had a career in legal technology for a very long time, working with law firms. And I have been, like in my previous life, I've worked as a legal consultant, senior consultant, and eventually a manager um, for uh, legal technology, including forensics, digital digital investigations and e-discovery um, and my experience ranged from different law firms from Allens to Ellison to Clayton News and worked with like mainly um, litigation and also investigations and m um, and at different law firms. So yeah so that was um, that's how I started my career and I thought I would be you know part of the law firm for a very long time but um yeah sometime last year I decided to explore something new to myself, um so to speak, and I wanted to kind of like see things outside of law firms and um see how you know consulting firms operate and how things would operate differently. So I started a consulting um, company on my own and it's called center consulting so and it's been a year now, and I have to say things have been challenging at times, but it's also rewarding. it's very. Um, it's a very different dynamic as to how law firms speak
0: yeah absolutely it's definitely a complete change from the law firms and so in terms of you know the legal technology industry so it started as you know as a supporting function for law firms um, and today it's moved beyond the law firms to the big four and the corporate organizations so what does legal technology mean to companies today
1: yeah, that's a great question, Amy. So as many of us may or may not know, um, legal technology is started as a pure support function for for law firms um, to process electronic documents. And it's almost like a secretarial or librarian um, position where you would manage uh, documents for lawyers to review and making sure that all the review decisions are recorded as part of the due diligence process. And if anyone makes a challenge at court, you need to show the whole paper trail similar to what the secretary would do. But these days it's arranged to so much more. So from my experience at law firm, when I first started, I can still see this type of you know, um, uh, support function exists. And some people would still call it litigation support, but um, it stopped kind of like a few years and now today, it has been like fully fledged into a new function by itself. And it's called legal technology where people would use like so many cool techniques like AI machine learning to identify relevant information for investigations, for litigation, for transaction purposes. And yeah, it's, it's just thrown from something um, subsidiary to something, really important to a law firm today and it's not just law firms as well and companies are seeing the importance of it so many many corporate companies like banking for example during the whole royal um, royal commission period of time they're seeing the importance of having an in-house function doing that support to help them discover relevant documents so many companies um, like the big four banks are setting up a legal technology function in-house for them to use as well So yeah, so it's really exciting times for for legal technology, if you're part of it.
0: Where do you think legal technology is headed in the next, say, five to 10 years?
1: I think it's going to go um, definitely on the, it's going definitely going to stay on the developing track. Um, It will continue to move beyond, um, sort of like move beyond being a support subsidiary into a function as on its own. And um, from where I'm seeing at the moment, Because when we talk about legal technology, um, initially, it's all about e-discovery and then added um, investigations and then added digital forensics. And now today, we're also adding like other legal technology functions like, you know, decision-making, contract reviewing, chatbot, um, things like that. So I'm seeing like in the future, very, very soon, we will have very clear streams for legal technology. Like people will have to um, see beyond like legal technology as one function, sort of like when we talk about law firms today, we wouldn't just say, oh, this is a law firm. We would say it's a law firm specializing in, you know, employment law, um, litigation, transactions. Um, so similar for, for legal technology, you'll have to be like, um, you'll we'll have to start to see different streams to say um, this is a, te- a piece of technology suitable for e-discovery or for document review or for investigations um, such as that. So yeah, so, um, and I'm sure there will be like new and exciting functions emerging as well. And it's hard to tell the future, but I'm definitely, I'm definitely on the, um, I I think the future is definitely bright um, and we'll definitely see some cool things coming out of it.
0: Yeah, and do you think we'll see an increase in in-house functions or an increase in law firms really specialising in it or do you think it'll be more service consulting focused?
1: That's a that's an interesting function as well. So going back to what I was talking about before, it really depends on what, um, what function we're serving. So for law firms, it's always going to be um, a necessary need for law firms to maintain a an in-house function for consulting purposes, because someone needs to work with lawyers to figure out requirement and to figure out how to work with client, if client has their IT, like how to um, transfer all that document and keep paying the, um, uh, the key attributes for lawyers to review. So say for a very simple example, if client come to you one day, Amy, and say, um, I have a I have a phone and the, they are full of text messages, which are really important for this lit- litigation. Um, and I want to make sure you look at them. And lawyers are not going to, you know, um, actually get the phone to look at the message on the phone. We need we need someone to just translate that information onto a platform and to be able to um, serve to the lawyers to review and to be able to serve to the court for, for decision one day. So that process needs to be facilitated by someone within law firm, um, and someone needs to work very closely with lawyers. And but, but certain functions can be, you know, moved away from law firms as your consulting company. For example, if we're talking about new designs, or if we're talking about um, things like developing a new system or um, developing a new function to help lawyers automate certain things, because the in-house team may not have. Uh, the resource or the uh dedicated um unit to do to to serve certain functions which may require a lot lot of IT skills or a lot of um industry knowledge. So that function can potentially be a separate um consulting or a separate service outside law firms. And similar for companies as well. So as they identify their needs, um I'm repeatedly having to Um, respond to a certain notice and I really need it makes sense for me um, from a cost perspective to have someone in-house to serve that function and that's when companies will um, will recruit these resources so and and definitely the need is on the rise and there are increasing needs in the market for um, for for people with with this type of expertise so we're definitely seeing a trend of increase
0: Mm-hmm. okay perfect and I guess um you know it's really interesting your your career path and where you've come from so you've obviously you know you've done the law firms um so you know you understand you know all the nuts and bolts of how they work and now you've obviously gone on you know out on your own and you're doing your consulting so what do you think the real differences and what would you say are the pros and cons of you know being in a law firm or, or going on your own in doing your consulting?
1: Yeah. Um... It's 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 a really good question for me actually, because I've been in both shoes and I can talk about the differences. Um within a law firm and that's one thing I really miss as well, is um it's very process driven and it's process driven in a way that the process is set up for you by um by the organization and it's proven experience because many people have tried and errored before you and they realize that this is a this is the most effective process for you to use. So um, when you're there, it's really, you're part of the process and you get told this is what we do and you follow it. Um, it's good because, you know, establishes a, a standard, but um, on the other hand, it's also it also sometimes may limit the, um, the imagination and creation of people um, because you're less encouraged to be innovative and to think of things on your own. And from a law firm perspective, it, they're risk-based as well. So they can't really afford the risk for everyone to try and yeah. invent their own things, which is understandable, right? But from a consulting perspective, like when I'm on my own, like in the market, I learn so much every day from different perspectives and from different industries. And I learn like how different industries do things differently with the data. And yeah, just um, and from from all that experience, um, I can I can sort of think about the best way for myself moving forward and I can adjust accordingly very quickly without going through all the red tapes or going through all the sign-offs. So that's definitely a big plus for me to to be creative and innovative and challenge myself all the time.
0: Great that you've got that exposure to all the different industries whereas you might not have had that you know working at a law firm because as you say they're very process-driven and now, you know, you get to you get to expand on your lo- knowledge and, you know, really excel yourself within your new firm. Definitely. And, and on the subject of service providers and um, consulting firms, I mean, do you think there's, who are ones to watch in the next five years? Have you noticed any trends
1: anywhere? Yeah, so I guess, again, I think it's going back to the question of different streams again. So um, a lot of the consulting firm, unfortunately, I feel like the COVID thing is a good and bad thing for legal industry because in one on one hand it really pushes everyone to go digital and it really pushes everyone like and almost like um accelerate the, the development for next ten years within law firm because all of a sudden people are bending abandoning paper to to um and prefer to use a digital platform which is which is good for from a legal technology perspective. Um but on the same on, on, on the same um, on on the, on the other side it's like for for companies for consulting companies who who, who are familiar to and familiar with um, an existing way of doing things they are now forced to change quite rapidly and they have been forced to like react to a lot of new questions and which makes a lot of cons- a consulting company change their structure or change the focus or Adding new services or abandoning some services, so it's hard to say. Like like any particular angle or any particular area would really um, would really be popular after the COVID situation. But one thing can be sure is um, we'll see a lot of different changes coming up within the different companies, and potentially I think um, throughout the whole process, many many of them will have to adopt to kind of like a very agile model on a company level to to kind of say this is all all we can do but they may not be able to have the resource for all the services they, they're promising the client for and they might have to just be very agile when the requests come in to figure out um, how we do it and this is what we need to do. So I think some of that might happen um, within certain consulting companies just to operate on a very hybrid and agile basis where do you think australia sits in terms of
0: processes and could they learn from those big firms in the uk and the us
1: yeah um i think it's definitely um we're definitely learning from each other like constantly because one of the things when i was a law firm and even today as well is um to keep tabs on what's happening in us and uk and the really good benchmarks to show where things are at um it's um it's really amazing because Australians are very Australian firms are very uh, quick to adopt new processes and new technologies. So when um, predictive coding and um and um uh, like machine-based assisted review like first came out, um so the technology is for for anyone who's not familiar with it, it basically like um, records decisions from a lawyer and compare the decisions to content of document to kind of predict um, what, which documents might also be relevant. So kind of like similar things when you, when you go on Amazon and choose a few books and it will recommend you like books you might also like, right? So when, when, um, um, when predictive Coding first came to Australia, a lot of the um, Australian firms very quickly adopted you and very quickly jumped onto it and say, oh, we want to use it, we want to try it. And the results were quite amazing as well. I I worked on quite a few really large litigation uh, cases with a few um, law firms, had really great results using technologies. And then we realized, oh, actually, um, um, law firms in UK and America, they haven't really started using that. So that was a shock for us because we were trying to find reference and precedence to to, um, kind of like, establish like this is a, a legit process and realizing that we're actually creating history. So that was a big call for us at that time. We're like, oh my God, um, we're doing something great. But then um, eventually these law firms caught up. So around um, 2014 and 2015 mark was when everyone jumped onto the new technology. So I feel like we sometimes were leading the way without even knowing about it. And that's really good. That shows us how how we accept um, innovations and new ideas. But in some other areas, like for example, privacy, um, UK, because they they are close to Europe and they're opting onto the whole GDPR process. And for um, America who recently adopt, um, uh, released the legislation, CCPA, which is very much um, had privacy, customer data and privacy in mind when they when it relates to legislation. And we haven't seen something similar in Australia, like the consumer data right rules is, um, it might be the closest that we see, but um, by all means, it's not as close to, to GDPR and CCPA as yet at this stage. So I feel like we're definitely learning from each other. Like there's some things that we're doing really great and some things we're, we might be a few years behind, but we're definitely catching up.
0: Mm, definitely. And would you say Australia is maybe at an advantage because it's you know just I guess a smaller industry as such compared to the UK and the US, so you know we can trial and error things or we can pick and choose what we want to take from you know those, those countries.
1: Yeah, definitely, um, definitely that's um, that's a more brainer because we are a smaller country and a smaller industry. Um, we we get to we get to try and error a bit compared to our counterparts in US and UK, and because our legal system is. Um, I would like to say our legal system has less red tapes compared to um, the confusing state laws and um, federal federal legislation in the u s so we do and that 's definitely an advantage for us to and surprisingly, our federal court and also um, uh, our federal court and also our state state court local courts are very supportive of the use of technology they uh, amazingly they 've been supportive of the use of any um, any searches advanced searches and also using technology to identify documents um and sometimes they make it mandatory as well to say parties you have to be um cost effective and have to work efficiently so that's i think that's a great um great advantage for us as well to to have the support from our legal system and our court system
0: what skills do you think a, a junior should have or would be advantageous when looking for a role within legal technology
1: I feel like the word technology is almost become a normal part of our lives. So it's amazing where, when we, when we get requests from clients these days, they take it as a like, almost take it for granted that someone understands how to, how to use technology and different systems. Um, and we would get um, documents from on a, in, a, in a particular very specific format and then clients will just expect us to be able to read it, and sometimes uh, a lot of the times I feel like this is coming from life as well. So I'll definitely, definitely encourage everyone to to just try different apps and try different systems, and just to be to familiar familiarize yourself with technology and to be able to um, you know talk to people about things, how, how apps work, how how APIs work. And I actually really look into um, these areas to understand how things actually work. And yeah, it may not even be a course that you take or a degree that you take, but um, it's like, we don't have a degree of using PowerPoint or Microsoft, but that's a key skill for everyone to have. And similarly, like, I don't think anyone, everyone, um, all the lawyer every lawyer need to be. Um, having a technology major, but at at the very least, um, you need to understand how things work and to be able to operate and talk to people about it. So that's definitely the foundation for for new graduates. And on top of that, um, I think it's important to to keep up the trends, um, like you said, Amy, earlier as well, around how things are going globally and how things are going in Australia and trying to identify different gaps to be able to find your edge because at this stage, things are moving quite quickly and quite differently. We're seeing jobs that are being created, um, which, which didn't exist five years ago. And now there are new jobs coming out of it, which um, a lot of times firms don't even know like, what kind of people they need, what, pe- like, what kind of people they should recruit, like what kind of background they're looking for. But they know the skills they need. They know what they want people to do. They know what exactly is the work. So I think um, the, if I were a new grad today, I would definitely focus on the need and what companies are looking for, and to identify the gaps, and then to position myself and to base my skills based on um, based on the needs of the companies to be able to you know really uh, really sell myself to the companies. Mm. That's what I that's what I would do.
0: <laughs> and do you think um as a newbie would it be better to go into a law firm or would it be better to start in a consulting and um,
1: oh look that's totally personal choices i feel like that um either way will, will be great i think either way will give you really great experience um to me i started within law firms because I'm a little bit old schooled when I first graduated. And also because um, I wanted to see, I wanted to understand how law firms work um, from a process perspective, because I think that's important. One thing you have to learn is if you're coming from a legal technology area, you have to understand the court process and how how clients want things done. And that's not something you can learn outside the law firm. Um, and I think that's a really valuable experience as well. So it, it may not be the first job you get, but at some point um, in, in, in anyone's life, I feel like if you're in the legal technology area, you have to either work very, very closely with the law firm or actually um, work at the law firm yourself to understand that process.
0: Is there anything else you think you know, listeners might want to know or any fun facts about the industry?
1: no look i mean i I think at at times like this it's going to be challenging for everyone and especially for new grads and i definitely feel that um we're we're doing everything we can to sort of share our experience and to help um to help the newbies figure out a way because i kind of just imagine myself when i first graduated i was quite lost and not not knowing what's the best best thing to do or where to go so hopefully this has been um helpful um, and to share a little bit about my experience and my insights into the industry and again this is such a big growing area and i think um, we would definitely see a lot of changes coming up very very soon
0: let's talk about a fun fact that listeners might not know about you
1: so one really cool thing about me during the whole COVID period is now that i have a lot of time at home like doing my own like working on the computer and not having to commute to the office, I got more time to myself. So I started doing like um, um, music making and song making. So yeah, so it's one of the things that I like to do and I always wanted to do. So yeah, made a few songs, um, created a few songs on my own. So yeah, never know. Maybe I'll make I'll make a career out of that one day. <laughs> yeah,
0: side musician. That's great.
1: <laughs> oh wouldn't well, call me that, but yeah, it's um it's definitely a hobby and it's a serious hobby for me so yeah oh
0: amazing! there we go have to listen to some of your stuff <laughs> <laughs> thanks amy very kind <laughs> thank you for listening to our podcast today if you would like more information on anything we discussed please feel free to reach out on info at for a confidential discussion